I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Companies are now relocating or reshoring to the Texas-Mexico border. According to Far Bridge director Luis Basan, here's the challenge. The state of Tamaulipas is at a 0% as far as what nearshoring this companies, what these, where these companies are looking at. Steve Taylor spoke to Far Bridge Director Basan about nearshoring. Reference to nearshoring, and you know, uh, in the last few months, in the last, I would say, maybe half a year or so, we've been hearing more about nearshoring. And as I mentioned, you know, uh, one of the things that the National Association for Manufacturers in Mexico, which is known as Index Nacional, uh, they put out a map. Uh, of, of companies. I know you've heard me talk about companies that there's an excess of 400, 500 companies uh, that are looking to, you know, make their way back home into Mexico to be closer to their supplier, to be closer to the consumer, uh, you know, because of the freight costs, the shipping costs through the ocean freight. But what I was saying was that if you look at the map of Mexico and what Index Nacional did, the state of Tamaulipas is at a zero percent as far as what nearshoring this companies, what these, where these companies are looking at. A lot of it, as you can imagine, you know, the insecurities and things of that nature, uh, but that's not, you know, I think there's more to it than that. Uh, and we don't know all the answers, but that's why we're partnering up, that's why we're continuing to do our promotional uh, uh, travel in Mexico, continue to partner up with the right associations to figure this out. But more importantly is our partnership with the state of Tamaulipas. It's imperative that we continue to work with the state of Tamaulipas, uh, their uh, the, uh, Secretary of Economic Development, their Secretary of Bridges and Ports and Infrastructure and Roadways and, and, and Freight Corridors, because we need to put ourselves on the map. And I'm saying we as the state of Tamaulipas, because that is we're conjoined at the hip with the state of Tamaulipas. So it's not necessarily something that the bridge is not doing or not necessarily something that the, the city of FAR or the state of Texas. It's basically, you know, in Mexico, the state of Tamaulipas is not being considered. The biggest percentages are going to Nuevo León, they're going to Coahuila, and I believe Jalisco, the state of Jalisco. Uh, so we need to, we need to start working uh, faster. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, we talk about, we also talk about nearshoring like it's something that's just going to happen overnight and you're going to attract the business and you're going to make it happen. It takes a lot of infrastructure and I'm talking water, I'm talking electricity, I'm talking about uh, housing for the workers. If you're expected to bring in all those workers, where are you going to house them? Where are you going to train them? There's a lot of things that I don't think are being looked at right now specifically. So if we can start doing that, with the associations and with our partnerships in Mexico and in the U.S., like we just did with IMA, you know, I think if we put the numbers forth, I think we can start putting ourselves on the map. Could it not be? I mean, it, let's say a lot of the maquilas, the nearshoring was coming into San Luis Potosí. You'd still benefit, surely. That's what I, yeah, exactly. And I mentioned it earlier. They come through your bridge. Directly or indirectly, we will benefit from it, you know. It's still an investment. It's still something that eventually, depending on their logistics and who's running their logistics uh, or their operations, you know, they're going to determine that. I was really pleased to hear uh, recently at a meeting in Monterrey uh, where the talk was all about, well, it's, it's difficult to go through Tamaulipas. It's very difficult to go through Tamaulipas. But then you talk to people in, in Monterrey and the state of Nuevo León and they're saying, well, you know, we, we're fearing that a lot of the investments will go to Tamaulipas. And then Tamaulipas is saying, we're fearing that a lot of the investments will go to Nuevo León. But again, I think we will all benefit 
from it at the end. But the numbers that they put out, the numbers that the Association for Manufacturers in Mexico put out, have a zero uh, a zero percentage, and you heard Mr. Pena, you know, uh, make reference to that as well. Um, yeah, you know, he was saying, okay, no new investment, but the operations in Tamales. Family is getting bigger. Yes, exactly. So again, you know, it, it, we have to we have to do our part, and we have to continue uh, our work. We have to continue uh, our operations. Has anyone looked into the fact that it could be the? way the government operates in Tamaulipas, that it's not a business-friendly state. That might be the case. I mean, I'm not one to say that. Uh, I mean, I've heard mixed reviews. I think there's mixed signals out there about what's really going on. Uh, but we're not ones to get involved with that. But again, we do, want to, we do see an opportunity. And, you know, we see a, a huge opportunity to make, to do the right thing. And by doing the right thing, I mean, let's get the information going. Let's get the partnerships going. Let's get out there. Let's go out there and sell it because we need, we need those investments. And those companies need to be placed in, in, in a strategic location as well. And if we can offer that and if, by way of our investments and by way of our projects, you know, I think we'll have a win-win. In related news... McAllen EDC Director Keith Patridge participated in a recent panel hosted by the U.S.-Mexico Business Association on the effects of nearshoring and partnering with Mexico. The president of the U.S.-Mexico Business Association McAllen Chapter, Francisco J. Peña Valdez, was the moderator. Peña Valdez spoke to McAllen EDC Director Keith Patridge about nearshoring. In, in the, in the uh, meeting that I attended at Park uh, Bridge uh, Board today, some of the, the reports that we're hearing is that Nuevo Leon, Coahuila, Jalisco are attracting most of the nearshoring. And Tamaulipas is a little bit behind on that. What can we say, and number two, do to motivate uh, Tamaulipas to start attracting uh, build, uh, new investments into the nearshoring. From what I'm hearing in regards to the border region of, of uh, McAllen, Tamaulipas, Nordic part of Tamaulipas, is that we're not getting new companies. We're having expansions uh, with the existing companies. Expansions uh, 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 of uh, good money uh, or, or investments. But what about new companies? Are we hearing anything in regards to new companies moving into Tamaulipas instead of going to Nuevo Leon? Keith? We are getting new companies. Uh, one of the things I think that we've been laboring under, and, you know, I, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but it's the, the reputation that we deal with every day. Uh, the whole Correct. issue of the immigration issue. What happens is companies look at that and they say, well, that's a mess down there, or that's very dangerous down there. And so the first questions we have to respond to, is it safe? And of course, McAllen is one of the top, you know, or our metro area is one of the yes. safest in the, in the country. So we have to deal with that. That doesn't mean if you look at the statistics in Mexico, there's a lot of other states that are much more dangerous from a violence issue than, than Tamaulipas is. But we, I don't think we have made a concerted effort to address that politically on either side of the border, really. And the other thing that we have to deal with being on the border, again, getting into the nitty gritty of it, we have press on the U.S. side. Mexico has press on the Mexico side. 
The problem is in pre the press on the Mexico side, if they say the wrong thing, they could end up disappearing. On the U.S. Right. side, they don't. So what they end up doing is all the information is being reported by U.S. media with very little coming out of Mexico. And where is that at? It's where the area is that they know, which is on the border. And so what happens is, from a media standpoint, everyone thinks that, that the border is very, very dangerous, but the rest of Mexico is okay because you never hear anything coming out of Mexico, okay? But when you look at the statistics, there are some other states in Mexico that are a lot more dangerous than, than, uh, than, than we are. So I think that's something that we have to figure out how to address. And work uh, together. Yes, and work together. Uh, I think we also, and, and that means we have to work with the new administration in Victoria. That means we have to work with uh, the state of Texas because let's face it, our, our state, uh, what are we doing now? We're talking about we have to send DPS troops down here. We have to send National Guard down here to protect the, the, the people who live on the border. I mean, what does that send to someone that doesn't know the border that is in Germany or it's in Japan or China, what do they think? They may think it's a war zone. Th that's here, right. When in real reality, it's not. And, and another thing that is a little bit more mischievous is that a lot of our competitors in other parts of Mexico are using that against us. They're saying, oh, you don't want to go to the border. It's really dangerous. And so... Those are a lot of what we have is a perception problem. When you look at the quality of the plants that we have here, when you look at the quality of the workforce that we have here, when you look at the infrastructure that we have here, we are just as competitive as any place else. And I think that shows by what you just said. Most of the growth that's taking place is growth in existing companies that continue to grow here. We have one that was actually looking at other parts of Mexico that decided to, to stay in Mexico. You know who I'm talking about? Yes, sir. That just yes, bought sir. 32 acres of land. It's going to end up building 750,000 square feet of space. Okay? Yeah. And they're starting on the first phase of that right now. So when we start looking at that, it says what we have is good because the companies that are here are saying, I'm staying. But then Correct. we got this perception problem that we need to overcome. And I think all of us recognize it. It's just a question of how do we overcome it? Perfect. That's a very good answer. We need to work together on um, both sides yes. of the border to show a common front that, that we're not a war zone, that we're not as violent as we are. they say we are. We need to come with a new strategy on that. And we need to work on both administrations need to put together and we as a Metroplex, we need to work together with what is on the other side of the border as well. Other participants in the nearshoring panel included CEO Edinburgh EDC, Raudel Garza, CEO Mission EDC, Teclo Garcia, and FAR EDC President and CEO, Victor Perez. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. <laughs>